BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by neurologist Dr. Rudy Tanzi. First of all, Star Trek is trying to say that humanity will reach maturity and wisdom when it learns to not just accept, but positively value diversity. And welcome back to the podcast, Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Uh, We have Constantine Anthony again. We are so lucky to have you. I... I just, I want to throw it to you, actually, Constantine, but I would like to say, as I tweeted this the other day, I said, I love this podcast because Gene Rodberry uses the word diversity so many times, <laughs> and and it means I have free license to discuss, but diversity means many, many, many different things to many different people. It obviously isn't always about, you know, ethnicity and things like that, but I love that I get to exploit that loophole here. But I would say, uh, you know, when we're talking about all this, I mean, our, without diversity, America would fall. But uh, Constantine, tell me your thoughts, because he is a Burbank um, councilman and probably council person. That's the better word. The council actually. member. <laughs> all right. Council member. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this um, pretty interesting quote? We've read, uh, Trent and I have discussed other quotes that are sort of similar. Mm-hmm. but. This quote resonates for a reason, Constantine. Well, you know, you you kind of alluded to it with uh, my title. Uh, we, for many years in the city of Burbank, uh, were known as councilmen because we didn't have women serving. Mm. And then wow. uh, in the 80s, we uh, elected a woman to serve on the Burbank City Council and we called her councilwoman at the time. Mm-hmm. But we have moved from that and a lot of cities have done that and adopted a gender neutral term council member mm-hmm. because we know that moving forward it's not about gender it's not about ethnicity i mean diversity is our strength that is true not just in in the united states but all over the world and star trek knew that gene roddenberry knew that he says we'll reach maturity and wisdom you know that that is a key component here not just maturity to accept others for who they are, but this wisdom. I will tell you, I've worked in disability rights for many, many years. I'm autistic. And a lot of my friends are neurodivergent. You know, we we believe in a theory called neurodiversity, where it is fully acceptable to take people as they are, the way that their brains operate and mm-hmm. think uh, are different. You know, people who have ADHD, people who are bipolar, people who have PTSD and other neurological uh, 
uh, disabilities and differences. It's a way of believing that everyone is accepted and we can all have something to contribute uh, to the furthering of the world. You know, when I think about diversity, I just don't think about the way people look. Mm -hmm. I interact with folks whose brains are literally different Mm -hmm. than the next person sitting to the left or to the right of them. And when we finally, finally accept this wide range of differences between us, the little idiosyncrasies that separate even siblings to folks who are just genetically uh, predisposed to differences uh, uh, from uh, other people uh, on the planet. It's a way of finally maturing to the point of, you know, a full humanity that that's really where I see this this quote uh, uh, leading us towards yeah I think that you like really said that really well about the spirit of what Gene's quote is conveying but to go even further he says but it's not enough to just accept we have to positively value those differences so it's 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 nice to accept things it, it, it it's a it's a nice starting place and we're at a place where sometimes people don't accept and just accepting sometimes, I mean, it's not good enough, but sometimes it's better than nothing. But when we are able to mature beyond that, when we're able to see that these differences between us are not something to just accept, it's something to value. This is different and it helps us in this way, or it can help, you know, further this uh, idea of thought or, or this branch of science or what, or or this art form or whatever, when we are able, Gene is saying, to positively find the value in those differences, it's like, then we're able to unlock our third eye or maybe unlock more portions of our brain where we're able to mature and have the wisdom like this enlightenment, uh, you know, like to see that we, you know, are not just what makes us different. The differences are what makes us stronger in the long run. It's little things like Pride Month, you know. Absolutely. Little stuff for me to think about, but huge for folks who get to march in those parades. Yeah. It, it, it's it's phrases like black girl magic. If you've ever been yeah. online, on yeah. Twitter and Instagram, right. it's positively valuing mm-hmm. those differences and lifting it up and saying, this is important. Let's take a look at this. And that speaks to elements of what I really love about Star Trek. When I see myself in the characters, when I see myself in the characters of color or in the gay characters or in the characters who are, you know, not, you know, they're, they're having struggles. Like Barkley is my favorite, is one of my favorite Star yeah. Trek characters because yeah. he's not perfect. He's not Jordy. He's not Captain Picard. You know, he's very good at his job, but he has like anxiety. He has like some issues that he deals with just like so many of us do. And to see that in the future on the flagship enterprise, like the, like the, the most important ship in Starfleet, that there's a place for a character like, like Lieutenant Barkley. Like I can see myself, even though I don't like necessarily, like I'm not quite that anxious, but I can see myself in a character sometimes. And in that kind of, um, that speaks to me in a way that makes me love it so much. I love that they had a Deanna Troy on yes. because I'm always going to, I said it before, like I love the empath on space 1999, yeah. right? But I love that Star Trek embraced it because ultimately if you are an emotional person, you've probably been told you're too emotional. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not serving you. And yet on the bridge was a person who was 
had control enough, right, of their emotions. Mm -hmm. So they're not spitzing their emotions everywhere, but they're open enough to feel all those feelings. And they were a valued crew member. And I also referenced, because you spoke, Constantine, of being autistic. Like, I loved the show The Bridge because the main character, played by the gorgeous blonde, whose name I'm forgetting, she had Asperger's Mm -hmm. or, or autism or something. I'm not sure. They never really said, but the way she thought, you know, just reminded me of people I know. Mm -hmm. And she was an officer who had insights to the case in a way that no one else would. And even my own off, off uh, before the podcast, I was, I was saying I had a health thing years ago. It was such a drag, man. But the one person who let me know I had a health thing, not necessarily a doctor. I was at a dinner with uh, Quentin Tarantino, right? And he's, um, I-, I don't know what he is or if he cops to being a little Asperger's or something, but he just kind of says things. And I was not feeling very well. And he turns around, and he looks over and I'm sweating like thick sweat. And he goes, there's something wrong with you. You have a glandular problem. And he, tra- <laughs> you know, and I was like, thank you. And then I saw him here. I was like, thank you, Quentin. That was actually the truth. You're, he, because he didn't filter it through. Right. Oh, I'm not supposed to say this at a dinner. And he wasn't being a dick. He was literally going, mm-hmm. this is what I yeah. see. Mm-hmm. But he was right. And it was the thing that led me to getting healthy. So it's like not writing off people or or uh, relegating them to being artists. Yeah. Yeah. Only. Yeah, I don't we know. We just right? got to get TV shows to cast autistic people in yes. those autistic roles. Yes. I agree, but I'm and I'm going to say this. You tell me, Constantine, because you're autistic but super high functioning, obviously, right? Maybe it ah, affects you. We don't use those areas. phrases. It's not high functioning. Okay, it's then what is it? Productive and not producing capital. Okay, so ah. here, but here's here's what, and we'll get back to the quote. But here's what I want to say. I agree, but I also think it gets tricky because I know what film sets are like. Mm-hmm. There's no time. Time is money. And so we got to film right now. And if that in itself is too stressful an environment for someone with whatever's going sure, on, it doesn't no, matter. Absolutely. But you got to remember, I, I was an not actor able to be productive. Years. Right. I if was someone a is SAG a- union actor for 10 years. And there are people on the spectrum who can do the job. I'm not saying all absolutely. Of them yeah. No, just like I listen, one of the trends they're doing is hiring. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what term we're using these days. Right. But people who are, what does the term be? It's not handy capable. It's what it's other things. We just say disabled. I mean, we say, I don't know. Ner- I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. But right. So <laughs> yeah. if someone is uh, playing, you know, uh, someone who's disabled, they're hiring people to, who yeah. are mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. that now. I yep. think it becomes a sticky, wicked in trend. I want your opinion on this. When they say, um, I think we need more gay actors, right? Yeah. To play gay. Yeah. But then it gets tricky because acting is all about embodying any character. So I, I'm like, I, oh, it's a sticky wicket, right? It is a sticky wicket. I will say from my perspective, all things being equal, and if people weren't afraid of coming out of the closet and not getting work, if that was not the case, then I feel like, sure, you know, in, in that scenario, it shouldn't matter if you're gay or straight, if you're playing a gay or straight character. But because we're so far behind the curve, even still, I am so heartened by the fact that I see so many new uh, projects, new films and TV series, a lot of young adult stuff that has gay storylines as the main characters with gay actors and actresses playing those roles. So I feel like that's beautiful. I don't want to see gay actors get cut out of playing straight roles, though, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But let's bring it back to the quote for a second, right? Which is pretty much saying that will reach maturity mm-hmm. and wisdom. I love yeah. the optimism of saying we we will 
We will. He always says we will. He, Gene Roddenberry had his sights set on the 23rd century, which is when the original series is set, and the 24th century where the Next Generation and and the and and those other series are set. So he had his mind, he had his eye set on that future, and it was a you know he said it many times in his quotes. It's a it's a done conclusion. We will get there. And he, in my opinion, was using Star Trek and the characters and the storylines to teach us those lessons or to help us realize that among ourselves and to make us believers in that. That's where I think a lot of his his optimism is, is I mean, I love it. I, I tend to be a more optimistic person, not always, but I, I <laughs> really do. Are. I really do feel like, you know, Here's another optimistic quote, but I love it because it's a lesson that we need to keep learning. Well, and it's end- something that Gene talked about passionately because he loved humanity so much that he wants us to learn the lesson so we can finally mature and gain the wisdom to get to that future that he saw. And the lesson is not just to accept it. I, yep. I accept your differences. It is to embrace it positively yep. and see, as we said, the value that someone whose brain works differently than mm-hmm. mine is going to see something mm-hmm. completely differently and they may be able to solve the issue that I have just been struggling over. So the exact point, sorry to keep going on about this, no, but there's, there's an episode where... Um, Barkley's anxiety, Reginald Barkley's anxiety. He has this fear of transporters, if I'm remembering the episode correctly. And you know, he had to go on an away mission and Jordy made him go to try and push him out of his comfort zone. And he transported down. And when he came back, he came back with something in his molecular structure. And he was like, oh my God, it happened. My biggest fear. And, and they didn't believe him because it's just Reg being Reg. Da, 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 da. But it turns out I'm not telling it exactly right, but it turns out that there were life forms in the data stream that were that he realized were there and no one would have known and they would have eaten and destroyed everyone if it wasn't for Reginald's uh, anxiety to have them really investigate it. So, again, anxiety or intuition. Could have been both. Could have been both. No, But you know what I mean? Because I'm I'm saying that because as a very intuitive person, I would get these things as hits of things and then they just feel like anxiety and yet it wasn't yeah. it was because yeah. we don't talk about our intuitive senses or all of you know those yeah. different things that are going on and what i loved about that episode is uh barkley was just important to that crew as Jordy, as picard as Riker, as troy as anyone else uh on that starship i would love to throw into that like i now that i'm a grown-up would have never said this at 20, but now that I'm a grown up, I would love for them to uh, embrace diversity of age. Like, listen, mm-hmm. I think youth is stunning, too. I get it. It's pretty. It's firm. <laughs> it looks good on camera. But I think we do ourselves a disservice in this country by not honoring our elders like mm-hmm. some other uh, cultures do across the world, but also not showing adults in different situations other than I'm an authority figure banker. I like, you know, a desexualized civil servant is what most act- female actors become mm-hmm. after a while of any ethnicity because those are the roles. You're going to be a judge. That's it or whatever. And I think that, you know, people are ever evolving and the diversity of thought mm-hmm. that I have now is so much broader than when I was young. So seeing those stories told on film and Star Trek, has always been good at that. They have mm-hmm. always cast actors of different ages and among, you know, diverse casts, but they've always valued uh, people who are a little grown up. So I, that's something, as a newly minted grown up, 
I'm a fan of. <laughs> Star Trek Picard was a huge hit, and they didn't do a young Picard series. They brought back Patrick Stewart. They're bringing yep. back John Delancey. They're bringing back uh, Whoopi Goldberg to play their characters at the lovely age that they are. That's great. If you guys want to see Patrick Stewart with hair, uh, play the 1976 PBS series, I, <laughs> Claudius, which is one of my favorites. I just, I watch yes. it. I literally watch it every year. I saw it the first time when I was a little tiny kid, but he plays Sejanus in that and he's got a, like a f- afro, <laughs> like a short afro. It's biz- <laughs> it's crazy. He's very sexy looking with his afro in it, but go see Patrick Stewart's performance in I, Claudius. All right, you guys, we got to wrap this one up. This is one of the classic, Gene Roddenberry quotes, mm-hmm. and we have discussed it and one similar to it because these are ideas that bear repeating. And Absolutely. Bear yeah. You guys thinking about it after you click this podcast off. Yeah. And as a, you know, as a neurodivergent viewer of Star Trek, I have always appreciated the, the Vulcan ideology and, and everything that, you know, Spock brought to that, as well as data and just the differences in the way they approach uh, solutions. Uh, it was great for me. Yeah, this is such a great episode. And Constantine, we have you for one more episode tomorrow. So I'm so excited to do this one more time with you. And you gentle listeners, if you want to watch video of Dr. Rudy Tanzi reading today's quote, you can check it out on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And the three of us will be back again tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 